Hello and welcome back to the Style Stories podcast. I'm your host, personal stylist Lisa Gilby, and this is a podcast that discusses style, image, fashion and confidence. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This week I'm talking about a topic that really fires me up. So this is something that I've written a lot of notes on that I've got next to me because there's so much that I want to say on this and I want to make sure that I say it all. And it's age-appropriate dressing. And this is one of the reasons, the main reason I started this podcast because I was fed up of reading in the media what you should and shouldn't, more importantly, shouldn't wear over a certain age. And this really gets into the core and the blood of us because this is one of the biggest things people say to me and in lots of Facebook groups about style, when I've seen over and over again, people say, am I too old for this? My husband says I'm too old for this. Can I wear this? I'm 35. Can I wear this? I'm 45. Can I wear this? I'm 55. It's the term age appropriate in regards to dressing is one of the biggest style blockers there are. And I'm going to dive into that in a minute. Let's just go into the term itself, age appropriate. So in the Cambridge Dictionary, age appropriate just says a suitable suitable or right for people of a particular age. Now, I've got a huge problem with that. So if you tell me something is appropriate for me because I'm a certain age, I will run for the hills. I will run in the opposite direction because I like to dance to my own tune as much as possible. I don't always because I like to fit in as well because I like to feel that I belong and I like to feel connected, which is something that we all want on a human level. It's that pack mentality that we've got, safety in numbers and all these kinds of human things that really do have an impact on how we operate and how we feel. But I'm talking about being told in newspaper articles, so once you get past 40, you can't wear an off-the-shoulder top. You can't wear a short skirt. You mustn't wear a bikini, etc. So those kinds of things. Now, it's a huge style blocker because what it's doing is it's not giving you that sense of self. So it's telling you to be a certain way because that's how you should dress. So should is a really, really big problem when you're thinking about you know what to wear and how to put your outfits together and it's something that makes people feel worried that they've got it wrong so getting dressed and wearing clothes should be a joyful part of life something that gives us confidence and is a fun element as well as a tool for success so if you've got important events what you wear really can be your armor for those things. And also, obviously, it's a form of nonverbal communication. So it's communicating without having to speak. But if you are letting these messages that we get from the media and we're bombarded with these limiting messages on a day to day basis, if you let them really get under your skin, then what it's doing is it's blocking your style. Aging should be a celebration. It's really a privilege. And as you get older, it doesn't mean that you need to start dressing in a classic dowdy way. You know, actually, I hope that as we get older, we care less, you know, more people, I do care less personally about what other people think. And therefore, I'm more confident in my clothing choices. And I know now at this point, what suits me and the brands that I like and the brands to avoid as well. 
So there are lots of benefits of that, but I'm talking, I'm going off topic again, but I'm talking about age appropriate dressing and how it's a style blocker. And what I want to talk about on the podcast today are other style blockers. So things that are holding back your style when you could be really being, having a true sense of self and being authentically you instead. So these are the things that really hold us back. And then how to get confident in your choices. My top tips on how to let those things go then I've got three really hot styling hacks as well at the end. So these are the three key things that you can do to make a huge difference to your outfits. They're really simple things, but they're really, really powerful styling hacks. So I'm just going to go straight in now to the other style blockers. So obviously we've talked about age appropriate, suitable or right for people of a particular age, according to the Cambridge Dictionary. That is the terminology of it. So let's dive in. Other than age appropriate holding you back, let's go through the five top things that can hold back your style. So number one, feeling like a show off. This is a huge one. This is why people dull themselves down. I call it beiging themselves down. So being a little bit too scared to wear anything that they feel is showy. So if they walk into a room, they don't want to be centre of attention. And I totally get that. Not all of us want to be center of attention. Some of us are introverts, you know, some of us don't want heads to turn when we walk in a room. Others do, and that's fine. But just by looking polished and pulled together, that's better than looking practical and dull. And that's not going to make people turn their heads and for you to be center of attention. Probably people are thinking how nice you look. And the thing is, we have these messages in our head and you don't want to feel like a show off. So you definitely hold yourself back. Now, this is just incredibly common. And it's definitely really, really common in women as well, because, you know, all the messages that we've been given that I talk about all the time on this podcast, over and over again, don't be too ballsy, don't be too loud. You know, if you're, if you're ambitious, you're unbearable, you know, all these sorts of things. So just try to let go of those messages. We're talking about getting clearer on yourself and what suits you and what makes your heart sing. So feeling like a show off is something that might take a while if you're someone that has dulled yourself down and worn practical safe clothes and the same kinds of clothes and been stuck in a rut for years. It might take a bit of practice to start wearing some prettier things, some slightly more out there things, and then you will get used to it because you'll realise that people aren't turning their heads and going, oh my God, look at her. Who does she think she is? There isn't that really. That's just the message that we tell ourselves. We're our own worst critic. So that's the number one, holding back your style, style blocker. Number two, which is kind of in the same vein, worrying what other people think. So getting dressed and thinking, what will people think when I walk into the room? What will they be saying about me? You know, all those sorts of things. So think that I'm overdressed or, you know, all these different things that we tell ourselves that are just the the narrative that we create in our own head. Number three, try, all of this is kind of connected by the way, trying too much to fit in. So I've got this new saying, this mantra that I developed last year, which is don't dress badly just because everyone else does. And what I really mean by that is don't try too hard to fit in be true to yourself and wear what you want to wear. I went to a festival a while ago in quite an affluent area of 
London. And most people I could see were trying to fit in. They were just wearing practical clothes. It wasn't raining. You know, when it's pouring with rain, you probably do need to wear a raincoat and wellies and that kind of thing. But generally, if you're at a festival, it's time to have fun, to really get the joy out of your wardrobe and wear the nice things in the wardrobe, the statement pieces, you know, feel good, feel good about yourself and all those sorts of things. Don't go down the practical route. So really the message I'm just trying to get across there is don't try too hard to fit in. And if someone else wears practical clothes or your group of friends wear practical clothes, doesn't mean that you have to. Number four, fashion imposter syndrome. Now, this is something that Harvard Business School have discovered is an actual thing. Fashion imposter syndrome is something that when you buy something fairly expensive, you then feel self-conscious to wear it. So they create this saying, we all know imposter syndrome, we all know that. And I think every single person in the world has experienced that at some point. But fashion imposter syndrome is, say, for example, you did well for yourself, you could buy a Chanel 255 bag and then you're too scared to wear it because you feel like the show off thing again. That's called fashion imposter syndrome. This is definitely a style blocker. Don't wear. If you can afford nicer clothes, it's better anyway to buy less and buy more expensive clothes, get better quality. So not quantity, but quality. So fashion imposter syndrome, have a Google of it. It's definitely a thing that a huge percentage, I think it's something like 75% of people suffer from. So it's definitely a thing. Number five, fear that you've got it wrong. So putting an outfit on and thinking, oh, I'm going to a conference today. I don't think I look right or I'm going to a party. I've definitely got this wrong. I'm going to look silly. This fear comes from a root lack of confidence in your style. So that's really not being sure and having that certainty about the things that speak to you as a person, speak to your personality. Lifestyle is obviously always a consideration. So if a pair of leather trousers speak to you, but you're going to church or temple or whatever, or there might be certain places where you can't wear those leather trousers. Obviously, a occasion and venue and all those sorts of things, lifestyle do have to come into play. But I'm talking about finding the clothes that really light you up. So fear you've got it wrong, that comes from not having a few outfit building templates, maybe not having the right things in your wardrobe, which is what we work on through this podcast, but it's not having confidence in your choices, knowing that those things are speaking to you, lighting you up and sparking joy. Now we've done the negative bit. So let's move on to the positive bit, how to get confident in your choices. So all of this is about having a sure sense of your style so you can then shop with intent and you can say I know the brands that suit me I know that I'm a classic dresser therefore I want to look smart and polished in tailored clothes pulled together etc all those sorts of things or I know that I'm more of a boho person or I know I'm more of a sporty person when you get that absolute clarity everything falls into place so number one forget age appropriate forget that don't think that is this age appropriate now when we get older our perspective change so you know i wouldn't wear a crop top if i had abs of steel i would wear a crop top no matter what age i am i have not got abs of steel now i'm not saying here if you haven't got abs of steel 
don't wear a crop top. That's not the message I'm saying here. The message is wear what makes you comfortable. So you are sending a message with your clothes. You know, you might be just thinking, you know, I will wear a crop top if I want to and not conform to what society says is an acceptable size, an acceptable thing to wear, all these negative messages. This is what I'm actually fighting against and just saying, once you find your personal style and wear what makes you comfortable, go for that. Because when you're authentically yourself, everything is better and confidence grows. So I'm not just saying that if you you can only wear a crop top if you've got abs of steel, just making that clear. You know, our perspective changes and we, we think, actually, I don't feel like wearing that short skirt anymore. I don't feel like wearing the crop top. But that's not because I've been told not to wear it. If you tell me not to wear it, I probably will wear it. The point is, our perspective changes, but don't look at those guides in the newspaper that say things you definitely mustn't wear over 40, blah, 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 age appropriate. That term is so outdated now, and it's changed massively since our mothers were younger. So our mothers never would have worn what their mothers wore. Their mothers were war babies. Their mothers were... Well, my granny, she was born in 1928. So they wore kind of tailoring and classic clothes. And then when they reached 40, they did look like a bit, you know, old. They started to get their hair set in curlers, etc. That was the time then. Times have changed. We are wearing the same kinds of things as our teenage daughters, our daughters in their 20s, but just putting our own spin on it. So style is about putting your own spin on clothes and making them appropriate for you, not age appropriate, appropriate for you. Number two, know your personal style. This is what the whole podcast is about, finding your personal style, making confident choices and shopping with intent. Grab my mini course. This is going to help you. It's only £27. I've kept the price really nice and low. And that goes through the three key pillars of style. So style personality, body shape and colour. And I also have a bonus decluttering uh, module in there as well for you. And there are workbooks as well. £27. I'm going to put the link to the course underneath this uh, in the show notes underneath the podcast. So grab that for £27. Knowing your personal style is going to make everything fall into place. Number three, highlight your good bits. This is body shape. If you've got, like me, I've got sun damage on my chest, you know, um, under my collarbones. I don't like getting that part of me out. I'm not happy with my skin there. So I tend to choose higher neck tops. Um, And I like my legs. So I like to get my legs out. Find the bits that you like. This is knowing your body shape. I know I'm an hourglass shape, so I need to belt things because it gives me that really nice in and out shape. Work out your body shape. Highlight your best bits. The body shape module is in my mini course as well. Know your colours, number four. Colours doesn't mean you have to dress head to toe in your best colours. When you know your colours, it can the right colour can really light you up. It can make you look younger, fresher, more rested. Work out which season you are, get colour analysed. You can get colour analysed, House of Colour, Colour Me Beautiful, get in touch with me. I do colour analysis. If you're in London, I can do it face to face. And 
when you know if you're spring, summer, autumn or winter and you get a cute little swatch booklet full of your colours, you know whether you've got cool undertones in your skin or warm undertones, you can start to choose the colours that really suit you. And that will mean that your wardrobe flows and works together better. It means it narrows down choice in the shops and again helps with that shopping with intent so you can get a more sustainable wardrobe. Number five. Buy better quality items, so buy less. I did mention this before, buy less, but try to change your money mindset about how you buy clothes. Have you been spending the same amount of money on a top since you were at university? So you used to spend $25, 25 pounds on a top, 50 pounds, whatever, and you're still doing that now, now that you're maybe in your mid thirties, mid forties, mid fifties, that needs to change. And that's a, that's a habit and we fall easily into habits and it's also a rut as well. Try to just get your head around buying less, but buying a really good quality, well-cut black blazer, a really good quality pair of jeans, a really good quality coat that you will pay more for, but you will, it will stand the test of time. You will feel better in it. It will last because you do get what you pay for. So I just want to end the podcast today on my three top styling hacks. So this is outfit formulas that you can have in your mind that really help to pull together outfits that make you feel great. So it's about style, not fashion. It's about expressing yourself through your outfits, finding your personal style so you can have that confidence and shopping with intent and pulling outfits together with intent and knowing the things that truly spark joy for you. So my top three are number one is to tuck in your top where possible it's not always possible to do that you might have a beautiful loose top with big sleeves and it's chiffon and all of that kind of stuff but often if you tuck a top in what that does and add a belt which sounds like two tips it's kind of two for the price of one get some nice belts as well because it gives you a waist it gives you shape don't think if you're feeling self-conscious for, for whatever reason about your size and you think that putting big long baggy clothes on is better it really isn't it's better to give yourself some nice shape and belts are there to do that they're a really powerful accessory belts go around dresses as well really nicely and gives you that in out shape it just gives you a bit of definition and it helps you to look pulled together so that's tip number one number two is if you're going tight on the top go loose on the bottom and vice versa if you're wearing something loose on the bottom, go fitted on the top. So something that's a big trend at the moment is really big oversized tailored trousers, which I think is a lovely look. I really love that look. That looks great with a nice fitted top. This is also relevant for body shape as well. So if you're pear shape, that's a perfect look for a pear shape to have the wide leg trousers or the loose tailored trousers on the bottom and their top half is the smaller part and then just wear something nice and fitted on the top half. The other way around is if you're wearing something skinny on the bottom, so really thin tailored cigarette trousers or something like that, then or skinny jeans with boots, then go for something more loose on the top, so perhaps an oversized blazer. Another example is if you're wearing a mini skirt to wear an oversized blazer on the top. It's playing with proportions and that creates an interesting outfit. So that's a good thing to remember. Tip number three is high, low is the way to go. So I, I've used this 
this formula for years and years and years and I still use it now and it creates really interesting outfits so it's a really nifty formula to remember so basically what I mean by this is mixing up categories kind of so for example wear something smart with something casual so let's use the tailored trousers again as an example of that so loose tailored trousers are smart wear those with trainers and that's the smart with the casual and then you can wear you could wear a nice top on on the top but what you've done is you've added a casual piece which is the trainers if you are going for the loose tailored tra trainers uh, oh, i can't speak loose tailored trousers even i would recommend either wearing trainers with those or go for pointed pointed toe shoes not chunky round toe boots because it can look a bit wrong but you know that's just as an aside um so mixing smart something smart with something casual another example of that i guess is wearing a smart tailored blazer with some battered jeans or wearing some battered jeans with some really glamorous heels and a really glamorous top so you're mixing smart and glamorous with casual it's about juxtaposition so that's what creates a really interesting outfit high low is the way to go another example would be a big satin skirt worn with a t-shirt and some trainers the glamorous bit is the tall skirt so it's kind of something smarter or something glamorous with something more low-key to anchor the look and bring it more down to a day-to-day -day look I've said the oversized blazer, which is smart with the jeans, a gorgeous dress. So the kind of dress that you might wear to a wedding, you can make that daytime appropriate by pairing it with chunky boots and throwing a blazer over the top or throwing a leather jacket on with that. So this is about having a more sustainable wardrobe as well. That's why it's a good formula, because you're getting more wear out of all the pieces. You're not just thinking that dress is something that I only wear to a wedding, therefore I can't wear it. Get the beautiful satin skirts out, get the beautiful dresses out, pair them with chunky boots, pair them with something a bit more low key. Another example would be a really, this is another example of a different kind of juxtaposition. So a really, really feminine, pretty dress, say one from needle and thread or something like that. Gorgeous sequined, tall, all those sorts of things. And then pair that with a pair of loafers. So what you've done there is the high low or the mix here it's not just high low the mix is you're you're mixing feminine with masculine so that's contrast and that creates interest and creates an interesting anchored outfit also play with textures and fabrics so you can pair for example if you wore a leather skirt you could wear that with a silk blouse that would be an example of mixing textures together as well so another way to think about it is one part business, one part party. So the part, the party bit is the dress. The business bit could be the loafers. The party is the ripped jeans. The business part is the blazer. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just to give you an idea of how to mix the high low thing and to get an interesting outfit and to get more wear from your wardrobe. And, you know, the way you do it and the way you put it together, the way you mix it together is unique to you. You might want to add lots of jewellery you might be someone that doesn't like jewellery you, you don't wear chunky boots to go for the trainers or go for the loafers you know we've all got our own spin on this so i hope you found that helpful this week thanks as always thank you so much for listening and i will see you next time
Thanks so much for listening as always and go ahead and grab my mini course. I'm going to put the link to it in the show notes, which gives you the three key pillars of style for only £27 and come over and join the Facebook community as well. Style Power with Lisa Gilby. I'll see you there. See you next time.